What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of OK Quentin. Let's be a podcaster. You can find this podcast, OK Quentin. Let's be a podcaster on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your favorite podcast services. You can follow me at Quentin underscore Dick on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to um, definitely follow the channel. Uh, you know, ring that notification bell if there is one, uh, and share it with all of your friends, please. Every little listen helps. Uh, I do movie, TV show, comic book, anime, and cartoon reviews a couple times a week, three to four times a week. Um, so definitely give the, the love and support. Uh, there what I did do a first episode with my good buddy Josh Mann about the first episode of Disney Plus's Moon Knight. Let's definitely go check that out. And now I'm going to be talking about Jed McKay's recent uh, run, the the midnight um, the midnight uh, mission uh, of Moon Knight. I wanted to read this. This is the most recent comic book of Moon Knight, um, and I really wanted to. Uh, I wanted to read a modern take of Moon Knight, and, and uh, this series was really good, so I just really wanted to talk about it. Um, so, but I'll probably put a spoiler, spoiler warning in this as well. Uh, I Actually, yeah, I definitely will. But, uh, so yeah, I'll probably back out now, but um, I, I talk about this in the Moon Knight uh, episode, but highly recommend this, this, uh, comic if you liked, liked the show and want to get into the character or have not read him in a while like me and, and just wanted to see a modern take of him. Um, but let's, let's get in, let's get into this. So in issue one, we see like there's some vampires, uh, that turn some other people into vampires, just, uh, subordinates to expand. And Moon Knight kills these traffickers for they are on his side of New York, which is marked by moon symbols as a warning. He uses that to let his people know they are safe at night. The second reason is to warn anyone who would harm those people. The other vampires don't want to uh, be killed. They just want to live their lives, begging Moon Knight. Uh, and Mark is trusting them to find an alternate uh, route for their blood diet. Uh, cut to Moon Knight is talking to a therapist named Dr. Uh, Sturman. Mark explains his history as a mercenary who, you know, he did some bad things for money, but one job went wrong and, you know, he was killed next to a statue of Conchu, the moon god, who gives him a deal to bring him back to life as his servant, the fist of Conchu, to become the traveler, the embracer, the pathfinder, the defender of those who travel at night. And she responds with, I, I agreed to be your therapist at the request of the Avengers. So I understand that your situation is unique. And we're thinking that the, his mental health is not the issue Mark is having. Um, Mr. Knight is a hero for hire, where one of them helps this old lady with getting rid of a vermin problem. Who This vermin apparently is a Spider-Man villain. Uh, I had to look up and he puts the fear in them that not only by beating them beating them by by giving them this warning of unless i kill all of you right now and i can and i will i'm not spider-man 
You tried to take one of mine, and I took one of yours. You can either leave it at that, scurry off and keep clear of my territory, or you can test me further. Oh, which was really cool moment. I love uh, Jeb McKay's uh, writing in this series. It, I'm going to keep continuing to talk about it. Um, I didn't read the Avengers comics where Khonshu is trying to take over the world, but Mark mentions Khonshu. Khonshu is locked up in Asgard. He mentions even though he is estranged from his god, he still is maintaining his role of protecting those at night. Mr. Knight has one of those vampires that were taken in as a receptionist. She tell, uh, tells him about the villain attacking a clinic. The villain is getting beaten by Dr. Badir. Uh, Badir. He was hoping to meet Moon Knight. Uh, this conversation shifts to talking about Moon Knight being a fist of Khonshu. He's a new member of Khonshu. Uh, he does not approve of how he's letting vampires exist in his territory. He tells him that there's only one person who outranks me as the fist of Khonshu and you are not him. And I really like... Uh, I'm I'm gonna talk about uh, Reese and Mark some more, but I, I like uh, Reese quite a bit. Doctor Badir has a personal vendetta against Mark Spector, Moon Knight, for straying away from the original beliefs of Khonshu. Your right hand has failed, but your left hand still remains faithful. Your Hunter's Moon, uh, a new character, uh, which is cool to see. Issue two. Uh, this guy is asking. These older folks, why are you doing this? They are more like mind controlled than vampires. And then we cut to, I really like this discussion Reese and Mark have of how do your parents feel about working with me? Oh, well, my parents are happy with my new condition as they are working for a guy who runs around in a white hood. And I, I really like, you know, Reese having this loyalty to Mark for saving his life, but also she's not, she will only do things for him if, she she wants to. Um, and I like how sassy she is about it. And the, the guy that was attacked bust through the door asking for medical help. Reese um, says that they people call him soldier. He explains the situation to Mark. He was injured because he did not fight back against the elderly people. Uh, one of them being his mother. Reese helps soldier recover his injuries and she tastes some of his blood or... Yeah, she leaves the office soon as she, you know, feels this taste of blood. Um, and this isn't explored in this volume, but in the next volume, I'm really curious to see how much this her being a vampire will play into Moon Knight's story of protecting, you know, other vampires. Like, will Blade get involved in all of this? I'm definitely curious. But anyway, Soldier takes Mark to where the incident took place. Soldier talks to the janitor, uh, Hawk. Hockley or hockey mark picks up uh holly or no holly calling him sport as revealed soon after holly is the guy behind all this mind controlling holly controls people kind of like purple man but with his sweat uh holly controlled the elderly by poisoning the water for someone another person this leads to a great couple of panels where mark makes a wager a challenge of him consuming his sweat which is pretty gross but stick with me uh, of who is strongest willed. Uh, Mark says how it feels to touch. How does it feel to touch the truly alien? The universe is composed almost entirely of darkness. It's the default state. An uncaring, indifferent, nothing. Cold, impenetrable, little wonder. Then when looked up from the terrifying darkness of night. Beset by predators and worse. And saw light. They worship it as God. 
Mine is cold fire of the moon. Mine is the tidal pull on the salt blood beating through your heart. Mine is the silver madness that illuminates but does not warm. Come and worship as we get this uh, like nightmare field scene of Mark Locke's um, Haley or Holly minds a mind away, leaving uh, Holly as a mindless state, which shows us in how much in control Mark is of his other personalities, how they're all tucked away, and also that supernatural element of Moon Knight is not lost, even though Conchu is gone, he still has his powers. In issue three, Mark is talking to his therapist about not having Conchu not guiding him. This is how good. This is a good thing in a way because he still has his powers and isn't controlled by Conchu anymore. But fears because of this that the enemy he's speaking of is himself, maybe possibly another persona, uh, which, which could be. We'll we'll see. It's 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 kind of there's an answer to it, uh, which isn't really a persona, but it, it could be a persona in the next volume. One of the vampires, Mark, has been looking out for Ted, who uh, was targeted by a similar crescent uh, dart. Mark knows it's Badir. He makes his way through rooftops to get Badir's attention, where he does, uh, and Badir, um, also known as Hunter's Moon, fights Moon Knight. And I love this fight of Hunter's Moon getting the drop on him and explaining that he's not trying to kill Mark, but instead compliment uh uh, each other for as he the he left uh, the left hand he's trying to fix the right hand of of Khonshu. he's taking on the enemy of Khonshu. this is not what you're supposed to be doing and Mark asks Badir why did you send uh, Holly but Badir doesn't know what he's talking about which means there's another villain at hand uh, Badir comments on the way he fights it's reckless like an animal rather than fighting with skill and pow- uh, prowess did you not receive the gift of uh, chorus upon your orientation, where the memories of Conscious previous fists not invested in your mind? Moon Knight responds that I have too many personalities already. And this gives us a, like a hint of some lore that Mark is supposed to be in contact with other previous hands of Conscious, like the Avatar State. Uh, and Badir talks about how he's broken with his connection with the fist of Khonshu. So Badir is trying to fix him to get him back to where he's supposed to be. And I'm really excited to see Moon Knight get more and more powerful as the series goes along. And maybe touching into this lore. Uh, Badir tries to kill Mark's friend. But Mark bashes Badir's head in with a baseball bat. Which feels like he's a different person almost. Um... And he doesn't kill him, but rather threatens him that if you come after my territory, that come after my people, that he will become interesting, he says. Uh, issue four, Mark's therapist asks why he wears a mask. Mark believes that the Fist of Conchu is what the people need, a symbol, not Mark. Uh, Stuart Clark, a character I'm not too familiar with, is talking to a mystery man about uh, taking Moon Knight down. This man gives Steve... Or Stuart, uh, or gives him Steve uh, grants his funds. Mark is visited by Tigra, uh, an old friend of his in his adventure days. Clark calls Mark about how he has control of his money, and I will keep doing this until, or Stephen, more Stephen's money. I'll keep doing this until you do what I tell you to. Moon Knight gets into a fight with Jigsaw, taking him down for Clark. Uh, Moon Knight, being a good detective, looks for the. Uh, 
to track uh, Clark down to his lair. Clark reduced Moon Knight to being broke before defeating him. And Moon Knight tells him, I don't really care about the money. It's not about that. I serve the people. Which uh, was such a great character moment. Uh, I love the writing in in this uh, series. And uh, he has a personal moment with Tigra after this about the question of why he wears a mask. And he tells her how he helped Konshu take over the world. How he betrayed his friends in the event, all of his friends in the adventures. How he found out he had a daughter, but her mother t- uh, took her away, left the country, told me to never come after them. Said he was dangerous because of his disassociative identity disorder, or the life he lives, or his different personalities. He reveals to Tigra that he wears the mask so he doesn't have to look himself uh, in the face. Uh, and this is really. This is a, uh, touching on why he has multiple personalities and why he puts on the mask because he's running from his past as Mark, um, which I really loved um, um, really getting into this deep dive of the, the character. Uh, Mark talks to one of his friends, Terry, about how he can help him. Terry thinks the person behind all this is Soldier. He reveals some of photos of Soldier wearing Hydra tattoos in his wartime. Mark has a monologue with his therapist as this is happening. Um, where I'm going to read all this of, you know, of course there's uh, being raised Jewish and then there's being raised by a rabbi. My father was the kindest, gentlest man I've ever known. But there was never anything kind or gentle in me. He was a man of peace. He hated violence. And I thought that made him weak. A weak man serving an indifferent God. Because those were our stories, weren't they? We lost our homes, our land. We were enslaved and then escaped out into the desert. And from then up until now, we took our licks from practically everyone. My father taught me that it was our perseverance that was our greatest quality as people how we never gave up on our faith our laws our covenant with god um how we could laugh to keep from crying no matter what happened to us so when i died and uh Salimia, can you blame me uh for accepting conscious offer i put aside a god who had let terrible things happen to his people a god who i had never seen never heard in favor of a God who spoke right to me and promised, join me, be my son, and together we will get things done. And then she responds with, no one could blame you for wanting to live, Mark. Uh, and then he continues to go on, uh, but that just isn't it. All my life I thought that my father was weak because he was kind and gentle and would never raise a hand in violence. But he would have died before he broke faith with God, before recognizing another. You shall have no other gods before me, for I am Lord, your God. I am, am a jealous God. And when it came down to it, I was the weak one. I should out, out everything I had been raised to believe and to save my own neck. No, to further indulge my addiction to violence. My father's God took us to Egypt. My new God has kept us there. And she responds, do you regret that choice? And he responds, well, of course I do. I got my life back. And what good did it do to me? I buried my father. I killed my brother. My friends 
Frenchie, Crawley, uh, Gina, and her boys, the lucky ones that hate me for what being a part of my life did to them, and the others are in the ground. And when I was asked by my God to take down the Avengers and put my boot on the world's neck, I did. And I did it well because that's what I've always done as a Marine, as a mercenary, as Moon Knight. I did what I was told what was the right thing to do, no matter what my eyes, my ears, my soul told me. But did it help a single person? No. And now my kid and her mother are in a, an ocean away because they're scared of me. You couldn't understand before why I take being the fist of conscience so seriously when it's cost me so much. It cost me everything. Um, if I'm not the fish of Conchu, whatever I ch choose to understand that is, then I'm just Mark Spector, the man who makes the wrong choice every time. The man who threw away his religion, his heritage, killed what family he didn't bury. The man who brought harm and trauma to everyone who ever cared about him. The man who can't breathe from the guilt closing over his head thick as a seawater and and twice as better no wonder i developed uh dissociative uh identity disorder because i'd rather be anyone else other than that guy uh, how's that for honesty and that was just such a brilliant monologue my favorite part about this um like issue jim mckay's dialogue is so good um it's writing, man. Um, and the, uh, this... Uh, he finds Soldier locked up. He tries to free Soldier, but sees a walkie-talkie. The person on the other end is the mastermind Soldier who framed... Uh, to an extent, he still is a Hydra. He was still previously a Hydra Soldier. Mark has two options. You can either leave Soldier to save yourself, or you can try to break the chains and die with him. This leads to a tense couple of panels of Mark trying to blow the torch of the chains off before the bomb goes off. It does go off, but Mark saves the day seeing Terry, who is the mastermind and named Zodiac. A character who is not a new character, I believe, uh, but I didn't know I had to look him up. Uh, the interaction is pretty short. Mark responds with, go ahead and kill me. I always come back, I'll, and this time I'll, I'll put you through a wood chipper. Zodiac gives this monologue, sounding like, you know, Joker uh, to his, his like, Batman about improving him, wanting to help him, that he would want, that it would be a waste to kill him, which is just an interesting character in the future. But I think a very weak reveal because Terry uh, was just a very random character in this volume. So his reveal just doesn't feel special at all. So I feel like we needed more issues to develop, develop this a couple more. Um, but um, Zodiac attempts to kill Soldier, but cutting to Reese asking for Badir's help. Badir arrives saving Mark and then treats him. Um, as he is vaguely conscious, Badir tells his story of becoming a doctor like his parents. Wanting to have something that everyone else had, he didn't feel the presence of God no matter how much he practiced and studied. It hurt him that he could not find the answer everyone else around him had. He became too rational as an adult, and his life was taken when he walked alone one night by a bunch of vampires. Konshu offered him to bring him back to life, 
uh, so he would serve as his left hand to Khonshu. Marcus healed, and during this healing process, Badir did to him, Mark has become a lot stronger. And Mark meets up with recent uh, Tigra uh, when other city folk thank him for his service, uh, you know, that they see him as their protector, or, uh, yeah, see him as their protector. And we end this with Mark sitting down in a chair at his burnt-down office saying, I'm Moon Knight, and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, which was a great ending to just a great, uh, like, first volume to Moon Knight. I can't wait for the second volume. Uh, I think Jeb McKay's writing is phenomenal. I think he really is deconstructing the character, like, very much like so many other issues I've really liked. Like, uh, Donnie Cates' Venom. Um, like so many, like even like, uh, Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye. Uh, it's, it's his, it's his, uh, it's definitely Jeb McKay same that, man, what, what the hell was I trying to say there? Uh, it's Jeb McKay, uh, take now of Moon Knight. Like we'll be talking about Jeb McKay's Moon Knight run for sure. Um, yeah, I think this was a great, like, really the biggest issue I have uh, was that reveal of Zodiac. But I didn't, I'm definitely curious of Zodiac. I'm curious of, I'm excited to see him as the next villain. Um, and I really liked exploring uh, Moon Knight character. I like the new characters. Like, I like um, Badir. Uh, he's a really interesting character. Um, where now he kind of respects specs him uh but they they could have previous they could have more conflict in the future maybe there's some reveals of Konshu might be coming back uh which could be interesting um i'd be curious by that i like reese i like his chemistry with him i hope tigra appear appears uh in this next volume as well i liked her personal moment with moon knight quite a bit um, and I like the, the therapist as well. I hope we get more sessions of, of that. Um, but I like all these characters. The art's gorgeous. Uh, it's very, it's, it keeps the, the grimy, uh, area of, uh, Moon Knight's territory of New York. But also there's like, when there is color, it's like very important. It's, it's stylized. I liked it. Um, Man, I really, really liked this uh, series. And I, I would recommend it to old and new Moon Knight fans. Uh, I think this is a great um, six-issue volume. To, like like I said, there's only six issues. Pretty short read. Uh, definitely find this at your local comic book sh- shop or Comixology. Get on Comixology. Any new or... You know, like old Moon Knight fans trying to get back into them. I highly recommend it. My final rating for this is a 4 out of 5 easily. Um, Thank you all for listening. And I will see you all next time.